For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies Talking Leaps. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And thanks for joining us as we continue to enjoy our off-season summer patio. This is going to be an awesome show. Grab your favorite beverage because we're going to have a lot of good conversation here. It seems like forever that uh, we haven't done the show uh, since it's been a while. So um, yeah, we got lots to talk about with what's gone on in the past few weeks in the NHL and specific to our Leafs, of course. But before before we get into it, I have a bit of a fun story to tell from a trip to the grocery store. Do tell, Chris. I was Do a- tell. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised. I was wearing my Maple Leaf mask, my face mask, and uh, some a guy comes over to me. He actually came over to me in the vegetable section, and he's like, are you a big fan of the Leafs? And I said, well, yeah. I said, of course I am. I said, right? I said, "I like, why would I wear a face mask like this right after that awful... awful playoff performance that we had or awful ending to our playoffs and I'm still promoting my team but um, anyways we chatted a bit about it and then I mentioned our podcast and I just thought it was how funny how out of the blue this couple stopped me in no frills and wanted to talk about the Leafs and they said they would look up our show which I hope they did and um, yeah in some ways I think actually the the Leafs are going no frills in their way about uh, the draft and, and free agency. I thought that was a kind of a a good way of uh, seeing it. But um, but yeah, I, I just think that uh, I just think is it's it's, uh, it's funny how we can we we like to promote ourselves anyways and our and our show as much as we can and uh, and that's what I I did it in no frills. <laughs> Yeah, well, all places. It's interesting. I mean, sometimes conversations can go in the other directions, like, like what happened to me one time. Like, I have my lanyard at work; it has, has uh, maple leaves on it, and somebody stopped me in line at Tim Hortons there at work one day, and uh, and asked me if I was a fan. And at this time, we were in a little bit of a slump, and of course, he he took the time to tell me how my team is is not doing so great right now. So sometimes you get a little bit of the negative. But anyway, the point of all this is, is that if you are a listener, and obviously, we all know that Leaf fans know lots of Leaf fans, please, please do share our show with your friends and family and, and, um, and uh, tell them if you enjoy it. And hopefully they will give us a listen. And if this couple that you met in the grocery store is listening today, welcome, welcome as new listeners. So we obviously always love to add more people to our community of Ladies Talking Leafs uh, uh, fans and uh, members of Leaf Nation. So, yeah, because she said that uh, she said she would tell her mom. She said that her mom is the 
huge, the biggest Leaf fan ever sort of mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, we all, Leaf fans are connected right through family lines and friends. Sort Absolutely. Of so, so that's the, that's the way for our podcast. That's the way we're going to get, uh, we're going to grow. Um, basically. And, um, and we're very appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And before we get into the show, I just want to wish my co-host, I actually gave her a heads up before this, but I want to wish my co-host a very happy birthday. It's her birthday month in August. And thank you. I actually, this is the surprise though. Uh-oh. I didn't tell her this part. So I looked up a few notable Maple Leaf birthdays in August. I okay. This is, right. So these are the the few notable ones. There were others too, but uh, the ones that I knew she'd know were Builder Lego. Mm-hmm. He was born in in August. Shane Corson mm-hmm. and Eddie Olchek. They're Yay! all born. Um, they're all born in August. And then um, actually, Eddie Olchek's birthday is today, August second. So wow. happy birthday, Eddie! Oh, yeah, happy birthday to him. <laughs> yeah, and then for current Leafs, the um, their birthday. Wayne Simmons has the birthday on August 26th. Mm-hmm. And Alexander Kerfoot, assuming he's still with us, which he is, because everybody's kind of everybody's kind of wrote him out of town for the past few months, but he's still here. His birthday is August 11th. Mm-hmm. So happy birthday to them and Syl. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. So yeah, let's get into this episode because there's a lot to talk about. What are we going to talk about, Syl? Well, so we're going to start with uh, covering a little bit on the expansion draft. So obviously the Seattle Kraken officially have a team. And so we'll we'll delve into that just a little bit. Uh, then the draft that we're a little more interested in is the NHL draft. The Leafs only had three picks in this one. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And of course, this is the big one, talking about free agency. Woo-hoo. There's lots <laughs> to talk about what the Leafs did or didn't do. And as uh, to bring our show to a close, we have another anniversary giveaway. Yes, we are coming up to our second anniversary. And so be sure sure to listen to the end so we can give you the details and maybe you are going to be our next winner. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. All right. So we were both wrong with the pick that, uh, and I think a lot of Leaf fans were wrong with who they thought the uh, we were going to lose to Seattle um, in the expansion draft. So it turned out that it was a player that wasn't even on our roster at the time because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, we both we both picked obviously Kerfoot, and um, yeah, it didn't uh, it didn't turn out that way. So um, it ended up being Jared McCann. So, um, so yeah, even, even after the trade, we did a Twitter poll and 73% of the people thought Kerfoot would be the one uh, taken. Uh, but of course he wasn't. So, so let's talk about that. So what do you think of, uh, of, uh, Dubas's, um, move to get Jared McCann as a means to protect our roster? Yeah. I mean, I was okay with it at the time. I don't. I, I mean, there's a lot of people up in arms on social media. They were like saying, "Why did we get this guy?" La la la. And I was like, and I actually thought we were pretty high on that Halland, Philip Hallander, who mm-hmm. we got in that Kapanen deal. Yeah, like, which thought, is really bizarre. Like, think about it. Okay, so we get Kapanen from Pittsburgh. All right. Yeah. We trade yeah. Kapanen to Pittsburgh for, and Philip Hollander is one of the returns, and then we basically yeah. give Philip Hollander back to Pittsburgh. Yeah. 
Yeah. So and we gave up another draft pick. It's it's interesting <laughs> because it's all about I don't know. It's it's all about dollars and cap space and less and less all the time about the players. It's like yeah. you know yeah. so it's just so bizarre yeah. to me. Yeah, no, it 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 was a little bit weird that way. Um, but, um, but yeah, and then I don't know why we had to give up. I know it was only a seventh rounder, but yeah. I don't know. Dubas has been giving up a lot of draft picks lately, regardless of, because he's basically going in all in and, and betting on these, uh, core four is going to get it done for him. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it was okay. It turned out, I was actually surprised. I think you mentioned it to me in our conversations throughout during that time when the expansion was on, you said like you would, you thought probably because their head Haxtell is their head coach. So he knows Kerfoot. Like, why would you take a player that you like, you don't know, let's just say like he's, he was behind the bench coaching Alexander Kerfoot, Mm -hmm. but they decided to go the different route. But then there was the whole thing about, I believe Jared McCann is connected to the Sioux somehow. Mm -hmm. And there's this, uh, apparently there's going to be a little battle because Ron Francis, did Ron Francis play for the Sioux? I have to look for that up. But oh, apparently so there's going to be a battle. Players for this from yes. the Sioux, previous players. Yes. Anything, yeah. anything related to hockey, like to the Sioux mm-hmm. and hockey, Ron Francis and Kyle Dubas are going to duke it out basically <laughs> as to who's going to get that, <laughs> whether it be, a, whether it be a coach or a player or whatever sort of thing. Right. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess, um, anyhow, Jerry McCann ended up being the one taken and, and yeah, that's it. So like, to me, I think the way I see it is that he did it this way to protect our, our defensive core, basically, is that that is seems to be from what I from what I see, and when we're going to talk a little bit more about this and the roster makeup and how it's all looking right now, but I I do feel like that is that's where they want to have like they've got their four core main players okay up front, but they want to have uh like a almost like a core D, so they they're trying to uh, conserve that, and I really think they thought Hall was going to be the one that if they weren't able to protect him, um, then. And that was the right move too, because you can't, again, the right shot defenseman, regardless of like, I know I was saying in the last show too, that um, like he basically him being paired with Muzzin, Muzzin basically is the guy driving that pairing and covering Mm -hmm. up for Hall. So when Hall, when Hall doesn't play with Muzzin, basically you see a drop off in his yeah. play. But the bottom line is he's a right shot defenseman and he's a big defenseman and he's cheap. Well, <laughs> so that's the whole thing gonna, is that. Yeah. And like when, you know, you heard Dubas talk about it is they look at uh, cost of replacement. So, again, this is going back to how much is this as- does this asset cost and what are the Kaplan implications? So, like, if this person, if the quality of the player is going to be difficult to replace at those same dollars, that's they don't want to they don't want to lose that, you know, and yeah. Kerfoot yeah. already costs us more. So, you know what I mean? So it's, it wouldn't have been as big a loss if he would have been taken 
Um, but and you, but we can also see that you know we thought that they would want to get that the Seattle Kraken would want to get up to the cap, but we didn't know what they were planning to do in free agency. And obviously, yeah. they gave gave out some pretty big dollar deals um, with that. Yeah, so sure. maybe yeah. Kerfoot for what what you're getting was more expensive than even they wanted. Also, right? So yeah, and Dubas probably. I mean. Technically, you don't want to lose the player for nothing sort of thing. So yeah. if you have, like, it basically leaves Kerfoot available for potential trade options still sort of thing, because True. right now they're over the cap as mm-hmm. well, which we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but um, but he could technically still bring other value to us through trade. Right. Uh, and I did look up, yes, Ron Francis played for the Sioux Greyhounds for mm-hmm. two seasons in 1980, 81, and 81, 82. So he's yeah, a former he Greyhound. he didn't run the team, and he doesn't have no. the same history. Um, you know, in that, <laughs> in that regard, like, you could look at it, and then he could just pilfer, you know, be targeting Carolina players because – He's yeah, really <laughs> invested in that franchise as a Hartford Whaler and then being GM yeah. there and stuff like that. So yeah. anyway, yeah. It's, I guess but, you can um, you can uh, roll the takes however you want that way. But yeah. anyway, just another note on the on the Kraken. Uh there our first game versus them will be in Seattle on December 19th. I was really hoping that it would be that that they would be there in the spring because that would have been yeah. a nice road trip. But anyway, yeah. uh, they we'll will save it also, for the following year. Yeah. <laughs> And and they also will be visiting Scotiabank Arena for their game uh, here on March 8th. Yeah, so let's move on here. Another draft. Uh, oh, actually, no. Before we move on, I did want to say I was mm-hmm. kind of upset that Seattle didn't take Carey Price. I, I, yeah, was, I really wanted that I, to happen. Yes, I wanted that to happen. We digress to the Habs again. We won't yeah. waste too much time on them, but it would have been so great just to screw them over because basically that's the only reason why they got to the cup final. Um, oh, yes, they time. played well defensively and everything, but still he was, he's their rock back there. And um, I guess Ron Francis must've gotten scared off with the whole, um, it was interesting how, how they revealed like, the whole knee yes. thing right before. Yeah. That. Yeah. I found that interesting <laughs> yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, so let's move on to the, uh, the other draft that uh, we want to talk a bit about is the NHL draft, which happened a couple of days after the expansion draft. Yeah. So like where, you said before, yeah. we only had three picks and our top pick, uh, was in the second round, and I think it was like the 57th pick or something like that. Um, and the Leafs took uh, Matthew Nyes. He's a left winger from Phoenix, Arizona. So if he could be in the mold of Austin Matthews, <laughs> I mean, who knows what they have in the water there? You know, cactus juice yeah. and anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, so that anyway, he seems pretty excited to be. Uh, Leaf, uh, he obviously he's you know grew up uh, idolizing Austin, so that is seems pretty cool to me. Um, and in the fifth round, uh, we took Ty Voigt. He's a right winger from Pittsburgh, uh, and uh, playing in the OHL with the Star- Sarnia Sting. And with our final pick in the sixth round, uh, they chose a goalie, Vacheslav <laughs> Peksa from very good pronunciation there, Russia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we looked up a little bit on every, each player, uh, since there was only three of them, we could do that because mm-hmm. we'd, we, we'd be here forever if we actually had to 
go through all seven picks, let's just say. But uh, Matthew Nyes, he actually compares himself to Brandon Sod. So mm-hmm. that's that's, that's not, not a, bad. That's if a he, pretty good comparison. Yeah, if he if he turns out to be like that, because especially yeah. when Sod played on those cup winning teams in Chicago, he was mm-hmm. uh, he was a pretty good player. Um, and just last week, the last week of July, they um, you had an impressive showing at the World Junior Summer Showcase, um, mm-hmm. which is a tournament hosted by USA Hockey, and uh, and. I guess for that tournament, there's players from the U.S., Finland, and Sweden. And um, yeah, even on Twitter today, um, they're talking about how he uh, how he really stood out in this tournament. So so that's a, a positive for him. Um, and Ty Voigt, um, he models his game after Johnny Goudreau, apparently. Yeah. That's what uh, that's what he said. So, and I guess it maybe matches because he's kind of small in size at mm-hmm. five foot nine. Um, but he apparently plays bigger than his size, is what they is what the scouting report says. And uh, unfortunately, last year because of the pandemic, he didn't play at all. So he was basically yeah. because he plays in the OHL with the Sarnia Sting. So he basically um, just did workouts and and that. But um, I just found it really interesting that this is the first time in my life that I've seen all of these college players pick like one, two, three, four, yeah. five, like is like, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah you know? Cause, Cause they, that in a regular year, you're never going to see that, that you might never see that again. Not yeah. saying that they're not good, but normally like a lot of the time the college players come in as like free agent pickups. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Later on. So, yeah. um, yeah. and yeah. then, but uh, maybe things it, are changing. Yeah, yeah, and then Vyacheslav Peksa is a goalie, and I really hope one of these goalies has to pan out for us. I don't yeah. remember the the last time that we drafted I don't even this many goalies. We have. Yeah, and that it actually worked out where they actually right. start for us for like at least one season, like just to to make to honestly make the, team. the last goalie we developed really that I can recall. <laughs> well. Tuka Rask is one we developed, but we traded him, so oh, you can't true. really count yes. that. But yeah. he, I guess, so it's Pot Van, no? Is it Felix? Pot, it's Felix, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, because we have now it's anybody, Ian Scott. if there's somebody in there in the middle there that we're not remembering, then obviously they're forgettable. So, Justin <laughs> yeah. Pogi, he never amounted to anything. He was supposed to be the star, right? Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, Felix yeah, you can, would have been the only one that, yeah. Yeah, our listeners can uh, send us a tweet or DM us, whatever, like just to let us know if there's somebody else that we that missed it from that we're forgetting. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we have Ian Scott, Joseph Wall. Mm-hmm. They're both with the Marlies. And this last year, we drafted that Arthur Aktiamov, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. And he's playing in the in the KHL. Apparently, he's really good. Um, and then that Vinny, the VV. Vinny Vivalainen, mm-hmm. he wasn't offered a contract, um, and from the looks of it, like by the Leafs, um, mm-hmm. in that deal that we that was in the Felino, he came with the Felino deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, with Columbus, but uh, he um, he's going to play for Sweden this upcoming season in the Swedish Hockey League, but uh, he's no longer. I guess we still own his rights, but he's not. Right. Um, he's not going to be in our organization. So yeah, we have all these. Ian Scott and Joseph Wall, I think, are the main two that basically I'm hoping 
<laughs> something develops out of these guys, like um, that something works out. Like it, it, we haven't had much much luck that way. So, yeah. yeah. Wall is the one that they just gave contract to, right? They seem like pretty, yeah, pretty high on him. So, um, well, yeah, I think he's, he's obviously going to well. get more time in the Marlies this year, and um, yeah. I think that they are hoping he takes a step at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah, but we he's need... got a couple years still, so they're they're sort of. I guess that's the insulation with with yeah, the because two we have, that we have now. Yeah, because we have Jack Campbell and uh, for another year, and mm-hmm. he basically had Joseph Wall, Andy, and Scott. I guess they basically have the one more year, let's just say, because we have the two goalies under contract, and then depending on what Campbell wants moving forward, mm-hmm. and how he does this season, like I don't know. <laughs> We'll see what happens, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, moving forward, but yeah, it's it's been a tough year, obviously. Like we said, for these kids not playing a lot due to the pandemic. So hopefully, things will improve that way, and they will continue to develop. And uh, obviously, we know that the Leafs they're big on development, so they're going to do everything that they can to help these guys, and they'll give them every resource that they can. And and hopefully, they will be get better and be part of the team's future. So. But let's get into the hot topic that we just kind of touched on a little bit and that all Leaf fans have been talking about, and that is free agency. Yes. Okay. So I've been waiting for this, actually. So (laughs) I don't know if any of our listeners have been on Twitter and they've seen it's been me tweeting most of the time, but basically Mm -hmm. I've said that I want Sill to tell me why I should believe in Kyle Dubas' vision for this team. July 28th was a very tough day for Leaf fan myself anyways I know that as a Leaf fan and a lot of Leaf fans and I need I said on Twitter I need the pep talk from Sill again cuz Sill is my support for that uh, when it comes to <laughs> Kyle Dubas so basically he hasn't made any significant trades I have to say like I do like the move of Nick Ritchie like that came on Saturday so that was a pretty good um I I'm I'm good with that. That kind of made me a little bit more positive. But our depth in the system is not that great still. And he's traded so many draft picks. And basically, with this recent group of fringe, we're calling them fringe players, I guess, or moving the deck chairs around the core four, however you want to put it. It's like he's 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 rolling the dice or betting on these players from the Sioux. <laughs> To get us over the hump, right? That's how I'm looking at it. I'm like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't, I'm having it. I'm like I said, the Nick Ritchie thing. I actually made me a little bit more positive on what he's done. But still, tell me, tell me why I should believe in Kyle Dubis again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've just given me a really, really hard task here because yes, is. It was a little Are you bit... actually stopping believing too? No, 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 I'm not because I, I, I We're not see, stopping, but I see what he's doing and I still think that it, philosophically it should work. Uh, but it's, it's all a question of, of how it's going to work. I, the way, I, the way I see it is that they're kind of looking a little bit more like at the Tampa mold. Uh, Tampa does kind of have a core and they round it out. Like there's there's people that were considered fringe people that they brought in and they're not considered fringe people anymore because guess what? They won the cup and 
Some of those guys have now moved on and have gotten big contracts this summer, like looking Blake Coleman, da 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 da, um, Goodrow, you know, like those guys. Number two, part of this is that, you know, we are sad that there's people that have left the organization for maybe what looks like greener pastures right now, and that would be Hyman and Freddie. Um, Actually, you know, I'm going to cut you off there just for a second with Hyman. Mm-hmm. For me, he actually, it's like he moved on very quickly, and that kind of made it better for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was sad. Yeah, it wasn't but- dragged on, that's for sure. No. Um, no, and he's, he's a businessman, but the thing is, is part of the reason we loved Hyman is because of what he does at the money that he was making with us. So would he, would we like, look at how we don't even think Kerfoot's worth what he gets for, for three, for just over 3 million, right? If he was making 5.5 and only scoring 20 goals, would we be happy with that? Probably not, you know? So I... You know, I, I don't know. I wish him him the best and everything. And the other thing I want to say about Hyman is that when we got Hyman, uh, he wasn't anybody we knew. We didn't know what he was going to be. He became Hyman here. So my thing is Courtesy that... of Mike Babcock. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing is, though, is that the... Mike Babcock was brought in and that that part of it was that culture of development that Shanahan wants to you know, cultivate here. And that is where, if you want to look at where they're spending their money, they are spending their money hard on that. So on the, on the Marlies and the people they have brought in there as the new GM, for example, on the coaching staff and the people they've brought in uh, for our coaching staff with the big club. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know where we're going to fit all those assistant coaches. We'll talk about that maybe on the <laughs> well, on the um, another show. But yeah, let was, them uh, let them worry about that. But the, the <laughs> my whole thing is is that they've brought in some guys that are reclamation projects, some guys that you know, yeah, maybe we don't know who they are right now, but they are going to put their develop muscle development muscle behind them, and we'll see. I hope it, it works, basically. Yeah, roll the dice with this. But and, you know what? And- I, I honestly would. Do I want somebody in there who is like saying, "Well, I'm going to do this. I'm not sure if it's going to work, but I'm going to try it." That's not his attitude. His attitude is this: this is going to work. I'm confident, and I've, I've, I know they've run the numbers or whatever they yeah. do back yeah. there. Yeah. Um, all right. You I'm know, not so sure these I'm... these guys could become something. <laughs> Am I going to agree with you that this was definitely none of these were sexy pickups? Absolutely, they weren't. But what they have protected is the defensive core, and they have basically solidified the goaltending somewhat. What I see with the goaltending, and this is just a a thing with style of play, is I I kind of feel like both of the guys that they have now they see as more emotional. And I, I do feel that Kyle Dubas is is emotional. He is a really competitive guy. He is a little bit fiery. We don't necessarily see that in the press conferences, but you can see that when he's watching in in the press box. Yeah. Um yeah. he's he's competitive. And I feel like Freddie, you know, there's a reason why his nickname was Steady Freddie. Is because yeah. Yeah. he doesn't he is the same. Doesn't matter what part of the game Very you're calm. in. Yeah, exactly. he's very calm in his crease, he's, yeah. But at the same time, you're not seeing any any highs and lows, and especially you're not seeing 
you know, them digging in or looking like that guy that's going to save the game and put it on on the, their head. Whereas yeah, these yeah. two guys are emotional. So you're going to see that in the game and maybe right or wrong, they probably view that as as an asset. Yeah. Well, I so, don't know if I... I don't know and if you convince me, but I mean, I, I, I do give Kyle Dubas I don't Dubas think I to... can. I don't think I can convince you because <laughs> there's really not that he didn't leave me much to work with. So, yeah. um, but he, yeah. I do give him credit <laughs> that he's, he's basically sticking to his philosophy. And yeah. yes, he, I mean, all the teams have this issue, but given he, obviously none of us knew the pandemic was going to happen. And yeah, like, with the salary cap being the flat cap for at least two to three years. Like, I mean, he obviously didn't know that going into this mm-hmm. plan sort of thing, right. Or going into signing those four players at the 44 million. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I give him that, but two um, of the guys that I keyed in on that I see are kind of key for this is, yeah, well, there's actually a few. So that Michael Bunting guy, by all accounts, he's a really hard player to play against. I'm kind of interested to see in what he does. And that's, that's a great deal. And, if, if he, if he does what as advertised, and, and um, FYI, number, he's a, he's a former Sioux Greyhound. Well, I know he, that. And this is the thing is that <laughs> right now, like all of us are thinking, man, Dubas, he's just like in love with all these former Sioux Greyhounds. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you don't want that in a general manager, but it's okay to be that way as a fan. So it's sort of funny how hypocritical that is in a way, because, you know, you don't want your GM to be, to be in love with their players, but he believes in, in his guys. So I'm, yeah. I'm but fine with that. But Michael Bunting is from Scarborough. So that's, yes. uh, so, that's a pause of my home, home, my hometown. hometown. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the other person that I think is key yeah. and an interesting pickup was that Andre Kasha. Part of that is yeah. because yes. there's two things, two parts of this equation. If he's healthy, he is really good. He could he be is. a sleeper. Yeah, I know. However, yeah. the other part of it is if he can't go and he then he could be the LTIR person because he's had yeah. five concussions and he's he's in danger of, you know, another one. I mean, it's, you know, so th- number one, they believe in their their um their trainers and um you know how they oh, take yeah, care no, of the their medical, players and their development the stuff here is probably the best well, yeah, in the league so they like, they yeah. basically put their money into those things that other people don't have those other teams don't have the same resources we have for that i am yeah. i'm confident saying that so no, that, that so that cash. is that that is where that it's either going to work out well or there's a savings there so that's number that's an, the second one yeah kasha actually because I remember him with Anaheim. I, mm-hmm. I like, I, I know <laughs> like, his name came up. Hear. I was like, yeah, I was like, and even when we that had that, when we played Boston last time, two years more than, I guess, so that's like playoffs three years removed now. So, yeah, uh, the last time we played Boston, he played with them and he was good. He was good in that series. I remember hearing his name a lot. Yeah. So, and, um, and, and I think he's young too, still. And yeah. then the third guy that I'm really interested in seeing what happens is Josh Hosang. Because again, developmentally, there's things to really work with skill-wise. But if they can what work exactly? with his head and, yeah, like and what exa- I was trying to find out a story behind what the, his issue is. Like what is it, it is just, is that it's just his attitude. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's what I got. Hundred like, percent that's everything. what it is. Because he 
he promotes himself because he's a bit of a hot dog because he he called out as a young player hockey canada for not picking him for world juniors uh camps um oh. he, all of this um he's got yeah. a really interesting background he has always been a, a pretty big advocate for himself he's a very skilled player he's a really good passer um yeah he's yeah, no, he another was kid in the that first- he was actually picked in the first round, the 2014 yeah. draft, which was um, Willie's draft. Yeah. And he was picked 28th overall by the Islanders. Yeah. And, and even that, a lot of teams, he got picked that low because a lot of teams had him on their do not draft list. Yeah. They said, stay away from him, basically. Yeah. But, and now he, he's only 25. He's from here. He's from here. He's from Thornhill. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's I get. It's kind of like the Galchenyuk reclamation project yeah. or reclamation project, mm-hmm. as they're saying. But um, so, so this is. I was thing. just trying so, to figure out what his issue was, and I guess it is just him being a that. little bit yep. full of himself, basically. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I guess some people think that he's a bit of a selfish player. Honestly, they're offering him the PTO. They would have talked to Tavares about him because Tavares did play with him for um, at least uh, one or True. two seasons yeah. before he came here. So it's not like he's completely unknown to JT. Um, yeah, I kind of want to see what they can do with, with him. So, yeah, so this is the yeah. thing. All of these guys, are they, they're, they're, you know, this is the thing. This is my pep talk to you. You love playing the lottery. Yes. That's what that's this true. team is right now. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah, lo- it's, they're, it's, it's like playing it's, the lottery. Yeah. It's, right uh, so if yuck. it works, it's it could be spectacular. It, yeah, it could be. Right now, the evidence is not really there. But and I agree with you that Nick Ricci. I think that's also a good pickup. He's another local yeah. boy. I, he was, you know, yeah, he was picked in the 2014 draft as well, tenth yeah. overall, and mm-hmm. um, that's where we chose Nylander, two spots mm-hmm. ahead of him. But um, he's a left winger, and I, I'm assuming he's going to play with Marner and Matthews. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, because he has the size at six feet, um, or over six feet. And, um, of course, another connection to the Sioux where he was playing there in yeah. his, uh, in his draft year, he played, uh, part of it, he was traded from Peterborough, I guess the Pete's, uh, to the Sioux. And, um, yeah, I, I just remember Don Cherry going on about it at that time with the draft, like saying, why didn't the Leafs pick Nick Ritchie? Mm-hmm. Like they had to go with the Swede, right? Like they yeah. didn't go with the, with um, yeah, he's a big. Maybe. He's a big guy. He's like another. Yeah. He's yeah. basically the same size as Matthews. I think safe to say we we did make the right pick to go with Nylander. Yeah. Like in well, in but that, then this but... is the thing is that now both of them are are on our team. But yeah, so you could look at yeah. it that way also. That yeah. we now yeah. have and both of them. So the other way to look at this, which I thought was an interesting take, was we have two former Bruins on our team now. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that'll help us get over the hump, right? <laughs> you never know. You um, never know. You right? know, this is the thing: is that sometimes I think it's true, and I've I believe this in my own working life that it's it's better to have somebody that's well rounded that has been to other places. Like it's nice to have your homegrown guys, but it's also good to have people that have been other places because they can bring things to to our team that is not necessarily from our team and our organization can as a whole learn from that too so um yeah there that's it's interesting that's a cu- yeah, winning culture so yeah another interesting take on this is all these guys are like 
around the same age as I, know. as, uh, I thought of that and, too. And Marner and Nila. And I like they're, that. They're all actually. like, tw- they're all 25, 26. So there's no they're father all coming figure into... anymore. There's no, there's well, no, no dad but they still right do. now. <laughs> they're, they're going to have to be They're They're, they've moved out now and yes. they should be on their own. Okay. So they don't need yeah. the dads anymore. They still have veteran leadership in Spezza and Simmons and they still have John Tavares. He's, he's a veteran now. Yes. Yeah. yeah um, for sure. So, yeah. You know, I think I think it's better for them, actually, to not have that as a crutch anymore. Now it's on them, 100%. And having sure, yeah. a, a team built mostly of their peers, I think that that could be really good for them. Yeah. So yeah. going back to the goaltending just for a minute. Yeah. I actually preferred, like... It's just the idea for me. I think I got to get used to this tandem system because we've yeah. always had a number one, right? Which is f- like Morazic is fine. I remember him for some reason. I remember him more with the wings and I didn't with the Detroit Red Wings. And I wasn't too impressed with he, the way he was there. But um, he was younger then, obviously, too. Um, but um, but I actually would have preferred getting the other Carolina goalie, the kid that Nedeljkovic. Mm-hmm. I, like Stevie Y stole that got like that goalie I think from mm-hmm. uh from Carolina like he he only paid a third round pick and the rights to Bernie and this Nedeljkovic like I saw some of the games Carolina played where he was in in the playoffs and he was a Calder Trophy finalist as well he has lots mm-hmm. of upside that goalie and he was slightly cheaper because he is a young you're technically it's a little bit of a it's a little I bit more like of a, a crapshoot as a dependable backup right. for Jack Campbell, yeah. right? Because he is he is still a kid, but I don't know. I kind of I like the way he plays. A big goalie too in the crease, mm-hmm. like and and um, and also with um, with Morazic three. I was I was hoping maybe for more of a two year deal rather than three years was a bit yeah. rich. Um, but he played. He did play for the Wings, so that's experience with the original six market and. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think is important here because he's definitely, I mean, being a goalie and for the Leafs is, is, yeah, you don't know what's coming animal. at you sort of thing if you, yeah, like, and, but at least he has played for an original six market. So, um, I don't know. He should be, he seems to be excited, definitely, like to, to be mm-hmm. on, on the Leafs. Well, and, what I and, like about him is he's used to being part of a tandem. So, like, if you look yeah. at the stats between, for example, him and Freddie, um, his stats are all better than Freddie's, except for the fact that he's played, he has less games played overall. So that's the reason because he's always been part of a tandem. So he knows how to work that. And that's one of the things that I don't think Freddie's necessarily is comfortable with. So in Carolina, because they're other, like who's, who's there, who's the backup there now? I can't even remember. Johnny Burns. I think. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. So Freddie's going to be getting most of the playing time. It's more yeah. what he. Oh yeah. He. he yeah, knows. I think it's Johnny. I think they ended up. Oh no, he's left there. No, I think it's somebody else. I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. But anyway, yeah, we don't have so, to be concerned. So ourselves. many goalies moved. There was around. so like, much. I, like, yeah. Can't even. Uh, uh, yeah. Keep track of yeah. that, but um, yeah. But um, yeah. and then the other the other guy that could be interesting is this David Kampf. Yeah, who, that's um, another person I was going to mention too. Yeah, yeah. He didn't score very much with the Hawks last year in the 56 yeah. games. He only had one goal and 11 assists. But, um, and again, it's a bit rich at 1.5 million. Um, but, I mean, 
from what I heard, he's like very defensively responsible. Like that's his specialty, more like yeah. a Philip so Deneau kind like of thing. He's like going to be our penalty kill guy. Yeah, and uh, he'll eat up a lot of the hard minutes that way. The defensive minutes, ten to thirteen minutes a game, um, and maybe Sheldon Keefe will get his checking line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, they always seem every year it's the same. We've never had a checking line. It would just be nice to have lines that are somewhat set anyways, rather yeah. than having this mixing and matching constantly. But it would be nice to have a checking line maybe with Mikheyev and Engvall, um, assuming right. they're both they're both still with, I'm assuming they'll still be with us. And then um, the other pickup was this Michael Amadio, who's 25 years old and is from the Sioux. Once again, <laughs> there's a theme here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he'll he'll probably Did he like leave them. the Sioux and just be like, don't worry, guys, I'll get you on the lease at some point. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So he's a right. Uh, Michael Amadio is a right winger slash can also play center, um, but he'll probably play with the Marlies, I think, for depth. Mm-hmm. Um, the the one um, actually and at defense, we got some depth players as well in uh, Alex Biega and Carl Dahlstrom. Mm-hmm. And then our signing uh, this past weekend, we signed this Brennan Manel. Is, uh, that was, he was originally with the Minnesota Wild, I guess. And um, one thing on defense we are going to miss, I think, is Bogosian. I yeah. think that's where the that's where Dubas, I think, is going to go next, is to pos- to try and get that veteran, like a third pairing, to go with, whether it be Dermot um, or Sandine or, yeah, basically one of those two. Um because Bogosian decided, I guess, with his family, from what I heard, they just didn't like the whole thing of, of being in Canada and, and the not being able to do stuff. Yeah, and so he took less money and obviously and went to Tampa. And obviously, they think that uh, everybody's saying it's just for winning, sort of thing. But hey, there's there's no guarantee it's going to happen again for Tampa next year. No, right? It's going to be a different uh, different setup with the 82 game schedule, hopefully. And um, yeah, and then of course Felino went to Boston, and a lot of people with that Nick Felino, they were saying, "Oh, great, we traded our first round draft pick to Columbus so that he could go to Boston." <laughs> right? <laughs> like they're they're yeah. I mean, <laughs> the optics are not great. I, I'll yeah. give you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, it's, there's a lot, definitely a lot of pieces there that uh, Kyle Dubas has um, shuffled the deck chairs and uh, yeah. we're going to see how it works out in training camp as to as to who who goes where and who's still here too, because they do have to make a, a deal before um, the season starts because the Leafs right now are over the cap yeah. by 1.4 million. So in order to be compliant, they can either make a trade, uh, putting a player on LTIR, which what you're mentioning, maybe, hopefully not, yeah, knock on wood, but, not, but um, it, that's yeah, or they can assign, yeah, they can assign two players to the minors. So, um, so yeah, so there's still some work to do um, in this off season or before the season starts. So we know you've all been waiting for the details of our Second anniversary contest. So let's let's get on to that. So Yes, so September 5th is the official anniversary of our podcast. And of course, we want to celebrate with you, our listeners, because we wouldn't be doing this without your support over the past two years. 
So to qualify for the random draw, you would have to follow us or like us on Instagram. Our handle there is at LTL1917. You need to like our anniversary post and tag two friends. And that's it. Uh, we will post these details on all our social media channels and we will announce the winner on our, um, on our start of the season podcast in October. So the deadline to enter is September 30th. So watch for these posts and definitely enter, tell your friends, get everybody on board and you can win this uh, great giveaway that we have coming up yeah. for you. Yeah. And for the prize, we got some Leaf swag items and a Tim's gift card. So woohoo! Definitely want to enter and um, tell everyone, and you don't want to miss out on it because uh, yeah, it's a we have a couple of fun items to to give away, and then the Tim's gift card. So, so before we go, we want to thank all our listeners, um, and as usual, we'd always love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts on what we talked about on the show, if you agree with us, disagree, you can DM us on social media or email us at Ladies Talking Leafs at gmail.com and uh, be sure to follow us on social media twitter instagram and facebook our handle is at ltl1917 mm-hmm. and another way you can connect with us is at kofi.com you can follow us there and if you choose to you can also support us there by buying us a coffee any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. So you can find the link for our Kofi page on our show notes or on any of our social media profile pages. And as always, uh, thank you to our healthcare workers for everything they've done. Um, I don't know if you saw it, Sil, but uh, at the Blue Jays game, the opening on Friday, they mm-hmm. uh, they had the Toronto. I think every game they're going to have a hospital. Um, staff there. Yeah, actually, uh, there was a lottery uh, for for our healthcare workers. Yeah, Um, so they um, it was just great though the way they had them out there with mm -hmm. the they had the flags and then they introduced like the team coming out and all that and they were on the field and that so that's um, it's something with the the whether it be the Raptors, the Leafs, well the Blue Mm -hmm. Jays. Thankfully, they're back home now, and um, it was just great to see that they celebrated our healthcare workers for everything that they've done and they continue to do. So thank you for listening, and um, please also, if you could please follow or subscribe, basically, to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. And if you're listening to Apple Podcasts uh, or Podcast Addict, we'd appreciate it if you could give us, uh, take the time to give us a review. We'd love to get your feedback on the show as it will help uh, give us more exposure as an outlet for Leaf content. Mm-hmm. And definitely share with your fam- family and friends. You can all listen together on the patio while you sip your favorite summer beverage. Anyway, as always, we hope that everyone stays safe and well, and we will talk to you next month or maybe sooner if something else exciting happens. Go Leafs, go! Leafs, go! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.